With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. later than a whole gang of people thought. Last to the Mohicans. Well, maybe not the last. Gail's gonna be a good mom. New, improved. 
All right, that's enough of that. But anyway, the reason why I played that is because I kind of feel like this this is the goodbye for Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo. And, you know, and I feel like what they should have said in that opportunity, somebody is, sorry, Giants fans. We're we're sorry that we let you down. Same thing with Ben McAdoo. I'm so sorry that I was your head coach. I thought I could be an NFL head coach, but I just couldn't get together. I just couldn't get right. I just couldn't manage a team the right way. So I'm sorry. That's what they should have said, because this is fucking frustrating. You got to excuse my French fellas. I mean, let me tell you right now, parents, if you have kids right now, put them in another room. If they're 17 and younger, please put them in another room, because I'm about to get vulgar today. Because like I said, this is my heartfelt speech, message, whatever you want to call it today, man, how I feel about Giants. And it's just frustrating, man. You know, I've been a Giants fan. I'm 37 years old. I've been a Giants fan since 1984. And it's crazy because I was uh, what, I was four years old at the time, and I was in my room playing with my toys, my action figures I had. Man, I think it was G.I. Joe. I can't remember, man. I, I think I had a couple Star Wars action figures at the time. But, yeah, I'm sitting in there playing in the floor, and I look at the TV screen. I see this I see this NFL team on the field, and it said New York Giants. And, you know, that big Giants on that helmet. And they were playing – I think they were playing the Minnesota Vikings, and they were just whooping that ass. And at the time – we're talking about Lawrence Taylor. I mean, it was some beast on this team on this field, Harry Carson. And I'm like, man, I, I kind of like this team, man. The big blue, huh? Okay, okay, I'm going to start following this team. And next thing you know, the next few years, I started following the Giants as a kid. And I just became a fan. I mean, I just love this team. So since 1984, and this is what, 2017? Let's see, I'm getting a little bit older now. So let me do my math. Uh, so that was actually, yeah, 30, 33 years. I've been a New York Giants fan for 33 years. It was pretty much my majority of my life. And it's just, you know, it, it's been frustrating because in my teens when I was younger, you know, we started off, high, we was okay, we was decent. But, you know, we won the Super Bowl. In uh, 1986, beat the crap out them Broncos. In the 1990, we won, which was a close one because Scott Norwood missed that field goal, and we pulled that one out. But, hell, we won. That's two Super Bowls right there. And then the 90s, the 90s was just rough. I mean, we had to go through Dave Brown and just all those just pitiful quarterbacks, Jim Hostetler. I mean, it's uh, Kerry Collins. Well, he was in the 2000s, but it was rough being the Giants fans in the in the 90s. I mean, Strahan, you know, he was the long veteran going out there battling every day, giving it his all. You know, Monty Toomer came in in the 2000s. I mean, it, it was, let's just put it like this. It was rough being the Giants fan. But in the 2000s, you know, we started turning around 2001. You know, we ended up going to the Super Bowl. We got our ass whooped. But, yeah, we went to the Super Bowl. Um, actually, that was 2000. Um but you know, it, it's, it's been up and down as a Giants fan. It's, it's it's like a roller coaster, you know, being a fan of this team because I've seen I've seen some of the highs, I've seen some of the worst. And you know, in the two thousands, I was happy because we did go to Super Bowl. We got, like I said, we got our ass whooped. But then in the two thousand seven, you know, we won the Super Bowl. Then the roller coaster season once again. But you know, and in two thousand eleven, we won it again, and here we are, five what what no actually six years later. You know, we're, we got one of the worst records in the league, and it's just sad. But I'm going to put it like this because I'm not going to recap the whole history of this Giants. I mean, you guys can go online, Google, and look at the history of the Giants. But <clears throat> this show, I want to just talk about Jerry Reese, the general manager. And on my old show, The Truth by Two Sports Fans, I used to host with Rudy. We used to do it in Ohio four years ago. 
That was one of our top shows we did in Ohio. But fans, you go and type in uh, The Truth by Two Sports Fans, Meek and Rudy. And I used to always tell Rudy, man, I said, Jerry Reese's ass needs to be gone. I used to say this four years ago. I think, actually, I take that back. When I was doing my talk show in Ohio on TV, I used to talk about it back in, I think it was, what, 2010? I was talking about Jerry Reese needed to go back then. Yeah, it's just, his ass band needs to go for years. And I know he took over from Ernie Acorsi, our former general manager, back in 2007. Reese was our general manager from 2007 to 2017. He's been with the organization since 1994. You know, I give him props. He rose to the ranks. He did it the right way, the correct way. He earned his stripes and moved on up. You know, I appreciate that. But the thing with Reese you have to understand, and but before I get into this, so let, me, let me just say this. I want to give him his props, though. In that 2007, when we won the Super Bowl then, which was his first year, he did have a hand in some of the draft picks. You know, I got to give him props on that. You know, he, he drafted Aaron Ross that season. Uh, we talked about uh, Ma Bradshaw, um, defensive tackle Jade Offer, wide receiver Steve Smith. <clears throat> Not the Steve Smith from Carolina, the Steve Smith from USC. Uh, we took him, and then we also took tight end Kevin Boss. And then uh, also a linebacker and long snapper, Zach Diossi. So with that being said, those guys from that draft class actually played a key role in our Super Bowl run that year. So I give Reese his props for that. He did a good job with that. But then when you look at the 2008 draft, I mean, well, we had Mario Manningham, solid career, injuries. Terrell Thomas, the corner from USC, solid career, injuries. Kenny Phillips could have been a beast bad knees okay so that's pretty much it from that draft class 2009 draft William Betty he's actually still in the league which is crazy playing for the Eagles he was actually solid with us you know then he had those back issues uh back issues um then we had Hakeem Nick the wide receiver had that foot issue didn't last long I was hype on Hakeem Nick's I actually went on about jersey he disappointed me but that's hey that's the end of that uh 2010 we drafted JPP still with us uh I kind of say he's overrated, you know. I mean, he he doesn't go hard every week, you know. He, he's he's one of those guys. He's like a magician. He'll show up every now and then, you know. Oh, hey, well, come come out, come to my show this week. We're playing the Carolina Panthers. I'm gonna have six sacks. Actually, that was a Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna have six sacks. Oh wow, what a great show! Yeah. Uh, what about next week's show? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna show up. <laughs> you know, so that's how JPP has been. You know, it's just his career has been up and down, inconsistent. Uh, also, 2010 draft, we took Linville Joseph, the defensive tackle, who's been a pro bowler. I mean, I wish we would have kept this guy. Imagine if we would have kept him with snacks. Woo, that would have been the best defensive tackle tandem in the league. I know we couldn't afford both of those guys. And also, you know, afford both of them, both of them playing uh, next to each other at the same time. So I kind of get it, but no, I really don't because Jerry she should have paid his ass because he actually played well in New York and look at him in Minnesota. He's been balling um, ever since. Then 2011, Prince of Michael Moore. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, he had a solid start off career with us, but now, you know, he's actually in Chicago, actually playing decent. He was with the Jags and now he's with the Bears right now. 2012 draft, I was high on this kid, David Wilson. I thought he was going to be good and be decent. I mean, he actually showed some potential, but he had the neck issue, and he had to retire at a young age. And then we had the wide receiver from uh, uh, LSU, Ruben Randall. I know a lot of people want to hate on Eli Manning. And when you look at his record, you look at his numbers, you see all those interceptions. Hey, a lot of them comes from Ruben Randall. Ruben Randall was the cause of a lot of those because he don't know how to run the right route, the correct route out there. Uh, 2013 draft, Justin Pugh. 
you know, he's had a good career with us. You know, he just got to, he just has to stay injury free. That, that's his issue right now. He's got that back issue. And then uh, also in that draft class, we took defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. I understand Jonathan Hankins, you wanted to get paid, and you understand that this organization didn't want to pay you, which was Jerry Reese, because he likes to be cheap. He's a bargain shopper. He only shops and collects players on uh, Black Monday. <laughs> I mean, it's Black Friday. I'm sorry about that. I say Black Monday. I'm thinking about the coaches, because I just couldn't wait for Jerry Reese's ass to get fired. But, yeah, on, on Black Friday, you know, he's a bargain shopper. That's just what he does. And in 2014, <clears throat> Uh, we took Odell, Odell. You already know about Odell. Don't need to talk about that. Center, Western Richburg. It's been pretty good. Uh, safety net, Burry. Uh, you know, still up in there. And then uh, outside linebacker, Devon Kennard. Kennard came in the league, showed a lot of promise. He's just been inconsistent the last couple of years. I think his time is up in New York. Uh, 2015 draft, Eric Flowers. I wasn't sold on this kid. I really wasn't. Um, I said, yeah, we need to tackle at the time. Young, but very raw. You know, his issue out of college was he has good feet, but he struggles with elite pass rushers, speed rushers. And it's shown up numerous times on NFL tape in NFL. He just can't handle uh, the speed rushers. He cannot handle going in the trenches, going up against the best of the best on that edge at the left tackle position. He needs to be moved over to right tackle. But Hey, I don't know what this team's going to do moving forward. They need to move his ass to right tackle next year. Hopefully the new general manager and the new NFL head coach of this team going forward can realize that. Uh, Landon Collins, nothing said. Been a beast for us. And Bobby Hart, seventh-round tackle. I was never sold on this kid coming out of Florida State either. Same thing with Flowers. But Jerry Reese and uh, Ben McAdoo, they felt like, he can start over at the right tackle position. He's been a failure, complete failure, just miserable watching him out there, man. False starts, just getting pancaked, bull rush, man. They they just having fun with his ass out there, man. When if I'm a if I'm a uh, uh, edge rusher and I'm saying, man, who we playing? We playing Giants this week. Ooh, I get to go against Bobby Hart. Oh, I'm gonna have me some fun. Whoa, I'm gonna have some good fun with his ass. I'm gonna just toss him around, toss him around. That's what they probably be singing in the huddle and singing before they step on the field about to face him. 2016 draft, Eli Apple. I was upset with this as well because we needed tackle. I understand Tennessee took Taylor Luam, and uh, I think it was that it took Taylor Luam. No, it was Conkin. I understand they took him from uh, Michigan State. They moved up. But Jerry Reese, here's the thing, man, with the, with the draft, when you're in the draft, if there's a player that you want, you need to do whatever you need to do to go get him. If you need a leapfrog a team, put in a phone call. I don't care what you have to do. If there's a player that you're zeroed in on, go get him. Seriously, man, look what Conklin's doing over in Tennessee, man. Luan and Conman, two of the best young tackles. Man, booking tackles for the next 10, 15 years, them Titans are set. And that's why they have one of the top rushing attacks in the league. But, hey, we could have had them. But Jerry Reese said, nah, man, you know, I want to go with Eli Apple. I like that Eli Apple kid out of Ohio State University, you know. You know why? Because he's got talent. But one of his issues is I know he's got issues where he likes to grab a lot and he, he doesn't locate the football in the air. Jay Reese, man, that's been his issue from day one. Those issues at college, man, have followed him to the NFL. He cannot turn his head around at time. He cannot locate the ball at all. He's terrible, man. I mean, he's decent, but no, I'm sorry, man. If you can't locate the football and you're playing cornerback, you do not deserve to be the starting cornerback in the league, man. You cannot play in this league if you can't locate the damn ball. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just sad with him. Uh, Sterling Shepard's been the beast. Darian Thompson, uh, you know. Last year he was hurt. You know, this is first year start. 
man, he's been decent enough. Nothing great. B.J. Goodson, a lot of hype on this kid. Just can't stay healthy right now. Paul Perkins, a little bit of disappointment. Jarrell Adams, uh, tight end. We'll see. Uh, this past season draft, hey, it looks promising. It actually does. I mean, Evan Ingram has been a beast, one of the best. He pretty much been the best tight end from this uh, draft class, last year's draft class. Uh, D-tackle Dalvin Thomason. Been a beast out there next to, um, you know, Snacks in the middle, looking good. Avery Moss been the gym, been looking good. Galman, solid running back. And Davis Webb remains to be seen. So, with that being said, I just went over the history of our draft picks since Jerry Reese took over in 2007. It's not, it hasn't been very promising. Because, like I said, I've named about two or three guys from these draft classes. And I know the last couple of years, I can't really talk too much on because, you know, it's one that remains to be seen. But Jerry Reese, man. What the hell are you doing? I mean, seriously, man. I, I understand football, you know, you have injuries. But it's, it's it's sad because a lot of these guys have talent, but they just couldn't stay healthy. And that's been the issue with our team, man. It's just every year seems like we lead the league with players on IR. So I don't know, like, I don't know if Reese is really looking at these kids' medical history. Like I said, you can't predict injuries because injuries are part of the game. But I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's, it's it's just sad, man. There's there's nothing much uh, to show from Jerry Reese past draft. He he can't really hang his hat on. I mean, the 2007 probably his best one. But right now, man, it's it's just been sad because I've been talking about for years how why in the hell do we keep neglecting the linebacker position? We always get these linebackers off these streets, these average, you know, call them uh, like, on, you know, I know a lot of kids, guys out there play the game mad. So he likes to go out and get those guys, have those 60 or 50 ratings on there, bottom of the barrel. Uh, I call them uh, uh, scrap metal players, man. You can get them for cheap. You know what I'm saying? If you go into the store, you see a Starburst. Oh, ah, Starburst. Oh, it's almost a dollar. Oh, I can get two for a dollar. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and do that. So, yeah, that's kind of how Jerry Reese likes to shop, man. And, and, and it's sad, man, because I know our team has been bit, built on, you know, uh, uh, rushing the quarterback, built on pass rushers. We haven't really had that. I mean, I know you go out there and spend $200 million on that defensive line, on defense. I mean, yeah, all these contracts going to JPP, Olivia Vernon, and then the secondary. I understand that. But the thing of it is, is those guys haven't produced. I know Vernon's been, you know, a little nicked up here and there. But JPP, I wouldn't have given him all that money because he's just inconsistent. Like I say, he's a magician. He shows up when he wants to show up. Um, so, that being said, Jerry Reese, here's my other issue with you, man. You started off this season, man. We started off 0-5. First thing you want to come out, tell the public, ah, he felt that the team will start buying into the hype from last season. So you, you're talking about basically you're going to put all of this on these team, on the team and on the players saying this is their fault because they bought into the hype from last season that they, this is going to be the season we're going to make that run to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, man. This is your fault. You did not construct this team in the correct way because you don't go out and spend $200 million on the defense just to save your job because from all the draft deficiencies that you've had, and this is all on you, man. Seriously, this is all on you. You the one that have made these calls on these draft picks. You done made these calls on free agency. You actually went and talked to Mr. Marr himself and said, listen, do I have your blessing to go out and spend $200 million? He gave it to you because he trusts you. You know, you his right-hand man. You the one that's putting this team together. But here's the problem, man. $200 million, yeah, it helped out last year. Our defense balled out. But here's the thing going forward for the future. You have crippled our future right now. Seriously. 
Like all this money you gave out to those guys on defense, what are we going to do about offense? We need tackles. We need guards. We need pretty much everything on offense. Seriously. So, and then now we need another wide receiver. Brandon Marshall didn't do nothing for us. I could have told you that. He wasn't going to do nothing for us this year. So, it's it's, it's like, what, what are we going to do now? I mean, now the next general manager that comes in, it's like, damn. You mean Janoris Jenkins making $12 million a year? Damn. You mean uh, JPP making $10 million a year? Seriously, man, it's just outrageous, you know? So, we're, we're, we're going to be taking a hit for the next couple of years. Now, I know we can turn things around. But like I said, I just got to see what the new general manager is going to do because Jerry Reese, like I said, man, I appreciate the 2007 run. But right now, man, you you need to go, man, because this team right now, we we don't have much talent out there. Yeah, there's some talent in some pieces and some places, but the linebacking core has been terrible. We're slow. You know the tight end loves to eat our ass up. That's what I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen a team where a tight end just running wide open right down the field where the linebacker about 10 yards and pursuit. Seriously, man, we have no speed at the linebacker position, and that offensive line has been neglected. Well, I'm not going to say fully neglected, but it hasn't been addressed and been targeted with quality, quality, hard-nosed football players that have grit and tough and physicality, man. Because right now our team is lacking physical toughness and it's sad so that's all i want to say on jerry reese now ben mcadoo oh yeah i gotta get your ass too ben let's put it like this man you suspend two players from the secondary uh, a lot of our players went to social media to you know uh, to talk about how their head coach has lost the team and then the mishandling of eli manning and then you brought in here because you're supposed to become this offensive genius guru or whatever and I understand when I looked at his, I was like, man, was he an off OC, an offensive coordinator for the Packers, or was he ever an offensive coordinator? No, I look at your record. Man, what, what, what in the hell gave you the right to be our head coach or actually be an offensive coordinator starting out? All oh, because you was Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach and Aaron Rodgers vouched for you? Hell no, nah, man. Come on, man. You didn't do nothing for us. I was, I was kind of excited, like, uh. Let's see what this new offense coordinator is going to do because we already know how I felt about Kevin Kilbride, which I call Kevin Kildry. But come on, man. This this guy right here, he's a joke, man. Come on, man. First, he starts off with OC. Yeah, I know we started off that first year. What was it, 2014, 2015 was our OC. Yeah, I know we was like 28th in the league, then we moved up to 13. Okay, that's a nice jump. But we've never been in the top 10. Since Ben McIndoo has taken over this, we have never scored more than 30 points which is ridiculous, which is just sad. And this is a pass-happy league right now, which is crazy. I don't get that. But, Ben, come on, man. I mean, really, man, with the slick hair, man, you're talking about a key card. As long as I got my key card, man, this dude is a joke, man, comedian, man. It just goes to show, folks. This, this, that's the thing I love about America. We got Trump as our president. It just goes to show, man, you got deep pockets, you become president, Hey, don't worry about your education, your background, all this stuff. Hey, you get up there and talk smack to the American people, tell them what they want to hear. Hey, guess what? You get to be present. Same thing with Ben McAdoo. Oh, well, you know, uh, I coached uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, my philosophy that I took from Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers is how I kind of look like how I'm going to do things here in New York. So I know Mary and Jerry Reese, oh, oh okay, this, this this guy sounds good. He can talk. Oh, my gosh. He coached Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my gosh. I think he might do wonders for our team. Eh, eh, negative. Eh, eh, sorry about that. That no, didn't work out too well. But anyway, Ben McAdoo, man, 
I, I just I, there's no more much to say, man. You you just had to go, man. You was a joke. You didn't deserve to be the head coach. Hell, I could have ran this team better. You know, I've been a head coach, you know, for years for high school and and track and you know for football and middle school, everything, man. Pretty much every level, stuff for college. But being man, come on, man. I could have ran the team better than you. So anyway, before I wrap up the show, let me talk about some of the top candidates that I see the Giants should go after. Let's start with the coaches. You know, when you look at this list, this is the list that I put together. And uh, I'm not going to really reach back and, and say, oh, Marty Schottenheimer. I ain't going to go that old school. But there's a couple old school guys, man, I think, who can still coach and actually can do wonders with this team because this team needs physical toughness, man. We need to get back to that old 80s, early 90s Giants football, man, where it was just pound. When you step on the field against Big Blue, you're going to be in the battle. You know what I'm saying? Get ready to come battle because we're going to knock your heads off. I mean, that's what we used to do, man. I love the Giants football, man. We know how to get off the quarterback. We know how to play physical football. And it was just grit, man. It was just tough, man. It was a grind when we played the Giants. Okay. Let's start with Bill Cower, man. I got to throw Bill Cower on this list. I know Ben Cow- Bill Cower has been coaching years. He's doing a great thing on CBS. But I think Cower, I think this is a perfect opportunity to come back for him to coach. I know it's been, what, 11 years since he's coached. I'm telling you, Cower will be perfect for the Giants. And I know people are saying, oh, well, how can he handle the, you know, way football is now? It's not like it was back then. Well, yeah, football has changed a little bit. But, man, this is a guy who has a great track record, who loves coaching. So if he still has the passion and desire to get out of the booth and actually to come coach, I'm all for it. Same thing with John Gruden. I think John Gruden be perfect. He can do wonders with Eli Manning. Man, John Gruden knows talent. Look what he did in Tampa Bay. Look what he did when he was with our Raiders. John Gruden will look at this team and say, you know what, Eli, I'm going to get you some help. I know Jerry Reese went out there and said, oh, I'm going to go with some air flyers, this and that. No, 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 no. Young man, I know football talent. I know diehard physical football players, so that's what I'm going to go ahead and get you. He's going to surround Eli with the best. So I would love John Gruden to come. Uh, David Shaw, you know, he's very well respected by his players. Uh, he also has an old school style football coaching, I mean, football coaching style. I think he'd be great as well. I know he's been on the college level, but listen, I th- I think he can do a good job in the pros, man. That's just my honest take on that. Uh, Frank Wright, the Eagles offensive coordinator. I would love this. You look at this Eagles offense, it is balling. It's like hell playing them, man, because they run so many different formations. You're looking like, hold on, are they? Are we playing a college team? What the hell are they doing? I mean, they run trips on the left side, trips on the right side. I mean, you see two running backs lined up in a receiver position. I mean, formation, it's just like, what the hell are they doing? Uh, seriously, man, it's like a college offense, man. But, hell, look what the Eagles doing. They balling out of control, and they putting up points. They put up points every week, something we haven't done since McAdoo's been with our team. So, Frank Wright, hey, I would take him for an interview. If he comes our head coach, I wouldn't be upset with that either. Uh, let's look at Josh McDaniels. Come on. We already know. Josh McDaniels, yeah, some fans can sit there and say, well, he was coached with the Broncos. Listen, he was 33 years old then, 33 years old at that time. You know, first time being a head football coach. I think he's mature now, a little bit older. Um, I, I'm not, I think he'll be good second time around. I'm just going to be straight up honest, man. I think Josh McDaniels coming from that New England, Bill Belichick, uh, football pedigree, coaching tree, I think he'll be great addition to this team. I'm telling you, man, just imagine Giants fans, what he can do for Eli Manning in this offense. Think about Odell. Whew, think about Sterling Shepard and Ingram. Oh, my 
my gosh, man. Who you going to stop? <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. Just the X's and O's, man, that we run. Ah, oh, that you have this offense. It's just be crazy, man. Every week we probably be putting about 40-plus points. Uh, Let's see. Who else I got on this list? Jim Shorts, Eagles defensive coordinator. Man, look what the Eagles do. They 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 get after the quarterback every week. I mean, when you play the Eagles, you're in a dog fight. That's the type of coach I want. He he gets the best out of his players. They're gonna come play ready to battle and play every week. So Jim Shorts, hey, I'll take you New York, man. You do good in the interview, man. Hey, I wouldn't be upset with that. Hey, I wish you the best of luck, man. I actually want you to be a giant. Uh then Terrell Austin. You know, uh Lions defense coordinator. Look what he's had to work with. I mean, that Lions defense, there's really nobody that scares you. You can say Glover Quinn, eh. You know, you can look at Whitehead, eh, linebacker. You can look at defensive line, Ansa, eh. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but they play hard. You know what I'm saying? Every week, the Lions, you know, you're in a battle with them. They play hard, and he has less talent. But, you know, Lions, Lions play hard every week, man. I, I got to give it to the Lions. These aren't your Lions of the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So, Hey, Austin, he's doing a great job, man. I think he'd be a good candidate as well. All right, let me get to the general managers real fast. Uh, there's a few GM candidates I think would be good as well. I know Amar has come out and uh, stated that he would like to hire a general manager first before he hires a coach. How do about that? You know, hey, this is his team. You know, I can't hate him on that. I kind of prefer the coach be hired first and then the general manager, but hey. All right, general manager candidates, I will go with, let's start with uh, Elliot Wolf, uh, the son of Ron Wolf. This guy is young. I think he's around my age, 36 or 37, something like that. And he actually is waiting to succeed Ted Thompson as the general manager of the Packers. But Elliot Wolf would be a good candidate, come from a great background. Come on, man. He's, uh, Ravens, Eric DaCosta, you know, he's a general manager waiting the wings behind Ozzie Newsom. I hear a lot of good things about this guy, Scott Pioli, uh, former Pats and Chiefs general manager. Um, hey, he's with the Falcons right now as assistant GM. Come on, Giants. Got to get on the phone right now and get Scott Pioli in. All right, so with that being said, you know, that, that's how I feel about what's going on with this team, man, fans. You know, I, I, found, I, found, I think I broke it down as best as I could. Um, it's just really frustrating. But I think the future looks bright if we get the right candidate in there. And so those are some of the guys I want in there. And McAdoo and Jerry Reese, like I always say, your ass had to get chopped off. You had to go. With that being said, fans, thanks for tuning in. Meek and Chuck, we'll be back next week. See you guys next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.